Welcome to Southern New Hampshire University's Social Sciences podcast, Agents of Change. Here we invite students and professionals to chat with us on topics of inclusion and diversity, student success, and their learning experiences. In this podcast, we will hear insights and personal accounts of people who have persisted against the odds and impacted positive social change. Join us as we learn how we can all be positive agents of change. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Dr. Hector Garcia. During this episode, we will learn how the Southern New Hampshire University Partnerships Team provides learners with unique opportunities to advance their skills and knowledge. We'd like to extend a special welcome to our guest, Daryl E. McLeod, who serves SNHU as a Director of Federal Partnerships in the Partnerships Development Team. Thank you for being here with us, Darlene. Thank you for having me, Hector. I'm delighted. Been looking forward to this conversation. Excellent, excellent. So as we know, partnerships are defined as an association of two or more people as partners who are subsequently engaged in similar endeavors or activities. In fact, the author Ben Sassy reminds us that an institution of higher education is a partnership among students and alumni, faculty and administrators, donors and trustees, neighborhoods and more to build a community and a culture. Therefore, the development of partnerships is vital to the success of our learners here at Southern New Hampshire University. And today, Darlene will shed some light on the important work that the SNHU University Partnerships team performs to enhance our learners' education. So as we delve into that, first of all, Darlene, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you ended up in the University Partnerships team. Well, I'll tell you, Hector, I've always had a passion for learning. So um, I have a degree in journalism and I have a degree uh, MBA and I focused on learning and um, talent development. And so one of the things that I did was when I was doing business development in the learning space is I kept seeing a disconnect between the work and learner and them having access to education. Um, And so I started working with um, different firms and I started working in the government space. And in the government space, there's a lot of opportunity Uh, for government employees to get skilled up. Um, And so because of that, I started specializing in working with federal employees um, and private sector organizations. So I specialized in those two areas. And it just gives me great pleasure to show people the different on and off ramps to get in their education. So we meet people wherever they are. Some people are looking for a bachelor's degree. Some people are looking for master's degrees. But what we're finding is there's a highly educated population. And sometimes they're not looking for a degree. They're looking to enhance their skill sets. So um, I've been working in all those different buckets 
in helping people create educational or upskilling or reskilling pathways to make them more viable to their employer. So I've been doing this work for about 20 years and I just love partnering with organizations because you really is you're really in a relationship with them. You get to take a deep dive into what their pain points are when it comes to developing their talent pool. And then you get to work with internal teams at the university to come up with innovative ways to augment the skill gaps that's missing within their um, their talent population. Wow, that, that's very exciting work. Uh, you get to see such a cross-section of different employees at different levels. And it's very exciting to see what their mission and visions are, uh, especially related to their careers and their organizations. Speaking of missions and visions and goals, can you tell us specifically what is the mission and what are the goals of your SNHU University Partnerships team? Oh, absolutely. So here's what makes us, I think, the innovators Um, and education, because we're kind of changing the landscape of education. And so our mission is to transform the lives of our learners. Um, We measure our success by the success of our learners. And one of the things that I love at SNU that we do, we relentlessly challenge the status quo. And we do that by expanding access to education and creating high quality, affordable Um, an innovative educational and skill development pathways for our learners. So we meet learners where they are in their career. Excellent, excellent. Now, as we know, there is much value in, in the university partnerships program. And as a result, what types of challenges might online learners be experiencing? And how does your university partnerships team help to address those challenges learners may be encountering? And what what kind of methods are you utilizing to identify and help the learners overcome these challenges they may be facing? Yeah, so that's a very good question, Hector. Uh, There's two major challenges that I've seen in doing this work. Um, And that is going to school online for the first time and then um, managing multiple responsibilities at the same time you're going to school. So usually um, adult learners, when they go to school online, um, it's because they really don't have time to go to a traditional uh, on-campus school environment. And so some of the challenges they face um, is just that first step, you know, how do I apply to this school um, and then what type of support that we get. So one of the things that I'm proud about our university is that we provide them support from the moment they enroll until the moment they graduate. And that support is including, you know, tutoring um, for people who are challenged in specific areas, providing extra services, Um, some, in some instances we have coaches that, um, and they're considered, you know, they're, academic advisors that they can go to and help them um, activate to go into school online. So we have lots of resources uh, for students um, who are going to school online for the first time to support them in that experience. And then the other part of that is, you know, helping people manage multiple responsibilities as they go 
to school online. That's a challenge. That's a challenge as well. So um, we provide them with um, access to different resources that allows them to manage those multiple responsibilities effectively. And then we support them. Like sometimes life becomes complicated for all of us. And what happens as a result of that is we, um, you know, you can step out a semester if you need to, and then come back, you know, when you're ready. So we provide them with a multitude of different support systems from um, life skills to um, supporting in their coursework um, to ensure that they succeed in our programs. Well, that's excellent. That is a unique perspective and support system. And so the folks that you are working with, the partners that you're working with are afforded all these opportunities. And that certainly should shoulder some of the weight of the challenges that they have and help them to move forward um, as they juggle their personal and professional lives and trying to further their education as well. So Absolutely. to to follow up with that, what types of opportunities does university partnerships bring to our students who have been able to push through these challenges and are here learning and making a difference in their lives? So how does university partnerships intersect with any opportunities that may be afforded to them? So one of the things we do, we partner with organizations. So for example, we partner with a major healthcare organization and their challenge is they had a data analytics challenge and they wanted their nurse managers and assistant nurse managers to be able to look at data and interpret that data and use that data to improve patient outcomes. And so what we did as one of the leading innovative universities in North America, one of the things we did is we created a pilot program for um, data analytics. And they put 250 of their nurse managers and assistant nurse managers through this data analytic pilot program because they wanted them to think more like business people. They wanted them to be able to interpret data to improve patients' outcomes. And um, they sent 250 employees through that program and they loved it. The program was such a tremendous success that they um, offered to purchase the program from SNU so they could embed it in their leadership program. So they had two leadership programs and they um, purchased the program to embed in those leadership programs so that every body that comes through those leadership programs would have those data analytics skills needed to help um, improve patient outcomes across the healthcare system. So those are some of the innovative ways we work with partners. Um, we do with the same thing in the federal government. We do a lot of test and learn models, pilot programs, um, because we really want to meet the partner at their pain point. So if a partner says, hey, we need um, people to understand data to improve these patient outcomes. How can you help them? Instead of just enrolling them into a data analytic program, we develop a pilot program to make sure it's meeting their needs. And like in this instance, when the pilot program met their needs, they were like, okay, let's buy this program and embed it into our leadership program. So those are some of the innovative ways we work with partners. Um, and again, 
all of those different pathways can lead you back to education, whether it's a certificate in data analytics, whether it's a master's in data analytics, we create multiple on and off ramps to get you skilled up to meet the needs of your employer. So that that is truly excellent because the need of the organization is out there in your example of data analytics in healthcare. And the learners were able to assimilate that information that they needed specifically for their job site. And now the thing that I wasn't too clear on was, are they able to take those certificates, those those credit certificates that they earn, are they able to convert those into any uh, prior learning assessment or anything to apply towards a degree? Yes, absolutely. And that's a great question. Um Hector, absolutely. Um, in this instance, the people who participated in the, the pilot, the pilot itself um, was equivalent to a course, but it was specifically designed to upskill them in the areas of data analytics. And if they had attended SNU after that from the uh, undergraduate level, they would be able to bring three credits into SNU just from participating in that pilot program. Wow. So that is uh, that is excellent to be able to have something that your employer needs that you need to improve yourself as well. And then you have the added bonus of being able to bring that over into your own personal degree program. So that is truly well, excellent work. One of the things I wanted to add to Hector, it's what makes this innovative and what makes this um wonderful for the partner and the employee is everybody wins. So everybody gets something out of the experience. The, the partner gets an employee population that has the skills they need to improve patient outcomes. The employee, you know, gets three credits to a college level course. Um, and then they get exposed to data analytics to decide if they want to concentrate in that at some point in their career. And then the university, you know, we get we get a, a win in that because some of them actually enroll in the university. So our goal is to create that 360 win-win so that everybody not only has skin in the game, but they walk away with added value to their experiences. Excellent. And just one last follow-up question on that. So if a learner uh, from another organization earn some credits, um, such as the ones you spoke of in data analytics from another university, are they able to bring those here to SNU and apply them for a credit program here as well? Yes, we actually have um, a schedule and evaluation team. So even before they enroll, they could set up an appointment with our schedule and evaluation team and have a um, an assessment done at no cost to them, um, bringing their transcripts from prior universities into that meeting and having um, a qualified um evaluator look at that transcript and let them know how many credits they could bring in. Um, in some instances, they can bring in up to 90 credits from prior learning experiences from other universities that they had. Um, but that's um, an evaluation that takes place with the evaluation assessment a counselor who are um, highly trained and specialized in, in that area. Yes, of course. And that's based on an individual case Um, As each person will have different experiences, different uh, types of instruction, learning objectives, 
that they have been exposed to. And obviously it needs to be professionally evaluated so it can be correctly applied to their new studies here at SNU. So very good. So if you had a piece of advice for any organizations out there about university partnerships and SNU, what, what would you say to them? Yes, I would say if you have a large population of uh, employees, because things change so fast and skills, we, you know, you, we live in a skill-based economy and you want to upskill or reskill or you're looking for creative educational pathways to um, get your uh, employees equipped with the skills that they need to uh, be as effective as they can in their positions. University Partnerships is a great place to start. You could contact us. Um, I could even give my email address. It's d.mcleod, um, d.mcclood at snhu.edu for anyone who might be interested in having a conversation about collaborating with us. Um, and again, our whole goal is to upskill and reskill the workforce and create creative educational pathways where every learner has an opportunity to develop themselves and to grow. Well, thank you very much for providing us with this rich background and information on university partnerships and the integral part that they play in helping not only organizations, but those personnel within organizations to achieve both their personal and organizational goals and to build up their skills and knowledge sets so that, like you said, you can either upscale or rescale or even teach initially to the new learner these new protocols and procedures that are needed in the workforce. So thank you so much, Daryl. Can I make just one more comment? I just want to emphasize for the listeners that what SNU is doing is education is no longer linear. It's no longer a linear experience. It's more like a... um, it's more like a wiggly line because what we're doing is meeting the learners and the employers at whatever level they are. And then we're developing educational pathways um, that will get them to where they need to go. So I, I just think SNU is doing just an incredible job at changing the landscape of education. And that is what is needed. As we know, flexibility and adaptability are the keys to success. So thank you so much, Darlene, for being with us today in this episode of Agents of Change. My pleasure, Hector. Thanks for having me. Delighted. Thank you. This is Hector Garcia, your host for this episode of Agents of Change. Thank you for listening to Southern New Hampshire University's Agents of Change, a social sciences podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us, and be on the lookout for more exciting episodes. Goodbye for now.